stuff bro <laughs> all right lemonheads <laughs> we had a little technical Dale. difficulty but we fixed it real quick thank you uh to my boy larry fresh over here uh of course we're joined by by xavi xg lavos and we're welcoming uh fabian Renkel. what's up fabian how you doing bro hey how's it going guys thanks you thanks for having me i mean it's a pleasure of mine to be on the show and yeah I mean, it's not the best day to be talking about Inter Miami, but it was still a great <laughs> showing, and, and I think um, I think all of us have some good takeaways at least from that from that today. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Before we get started, man, I just want to remind everybody that you know this is the new format. We're doing a team or sports specific podcast from now on moving forward. So this is the Vice City FC podcast where we're talking strictly soccer. This is season two, episode three. Regardless of what it says on your screen, it is episode Apologies. three. <laughs> All good. <laughs> but welcome, everybody. So, yeah, man, let, let's kick it off. Like you mentioned, Fabian, Inter-Miami today played uh, their oh, third wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Gus, here, uh-huh. but let, we, we have a guest here. We got to give him his proper, you know, <laughs> oh, true here. that. My bad, Let him my give bad, him. My the bad. floor is your, Fabian, there. <laughs> Talk about, like, I, I know uh, I, I mentioned that you, you you do work for SBI Soccer. You're part of the North American Soccer Reporters. Um, Area Sportsnet, I believe it is. Yeah, so I, I was a creative director for Area Sportsnet for about two years, I would say. Um, I got uh, kind of like my first chance with them to cover the whole league and to kind of really imprint my style and imprint what I wanted to do to grow soccer. So, um, yeah, big shout out to Area Sportsnet because they gave me that opportunity. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do write. I write for Forbes Forbes as well. I write for their betting side. Um, so if if you, you know, looked up maybe Forbes betting in Miami stuff, it was definitely my stuff. So nice. um, that's where I got really – you know, accustomed to the team and, and the way they play and Tata Martino style. And um, yeah, I mean, it was, it's a fun ride to, you know, cover them in league's cup and throughout the season. And um, you know, I got to meet, um, I got to meet Javi out in, uh, in Miami. So that was really nice. You know, he, you know, he, he turned me around and said, Hey, you know, your, your big old head is in my picture. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't mean it. Dude. You know, so, uh, no, it was a good time. And, and uh, it's been a pleasure, you know, you know, covering as a journalist, the MLS mm. these last two years. Awesome, man. Awesome. And you're nice. based out, you, cool. you said you're outside of San Francisco. Yeah. Are you, so, so wait, let's, let's get to know Fabian here a little bit. What's, uh, you, you obviously you cover your, you have to cover inner Miami. That's a given, you know, and yeah. that's gotta be a thing, but what's your team? Is that you also your squad here or yes. are you? So I started off covering the San Jose Earthquakes because it was my hometown club, right? It was okay. – um, I used to have a podcast or I used to be on a podcast called Tatonic Takes. It still runs now, but I unfortunately – I'm not on that show as much as I want to be. What a um, great name. <laughs> yeah, right? Wait, wait. It is. What is it? Tatonic Takes? Tatonic Takes, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we, we, That's way talk, better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about the earthquakes um, every week, week in and week out, really. And um, I kind of got my first start there. I was a podcaster. You know, that was something where I felt really strongly about. And then I kind of got my big break when Matias Almeida would speak in Spanish because we had Almeida in the past. And not a lot of uh, journalists in the area spoke Spanish. So really? I was able to. Yeah, right. I, I think about really? it all the time, to be honest. You know, there's not really... Uh, many bilingual reporters in the industry or journalists in the industry. So shout out to all the bilingual reporters. I know I got yeah. one next to me, so it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard to find, you know? So 
Um, I got really lucky. The Quakes invited me to their press conferences and I got to ask questions to Matias Almeida in Spanish. And then Look he instantly, you. yeah. And then he instantly knew that I was Uruguayan because of the accent I had. And he, <laughs> kind of, he kind of felt a little connection. He would always give me a little more when I would ask. So nice. that was kind of my little big break there. And then when Messi came into the league, I was shocked. You know, I was like, you know, if no one's going to cover this, I'll just tweet it. You know, like if, if <laughs> we'll do this, I'll just tweet it. So I got a pretty big break with all the, you know, influx of Messi followers. And, and I was doing a lot of Messi content when he first came here. Like, I don't know if you guys saw maybe the 10 records that Messi could break on Twitter. Um, yeah. And it was like talking about free kick goals and things like that. And, <laughs> and, and, and or oh, MLS records. Right. And, and I got a lot of slack for that, but Hey, who knows, right? It's still possible that he can. I think the free kick goal one is actually the one where I could possibly see him beating, or the away goals. I don't think it's it's not anything that's too far out. I, I don't remember, but it's it's those two were like, oh, you know, he probably yeah. could. But, yeah. Um, those little things, and then that's how I got to know the Miami kind of fan base, and and then I got to do all the Forbes betting. But yeah, I I, I would say my bread and butter for MLS is translating Spanish speakers in a way of that. <laughs> Americans or English speakers can understand. So nice. um, that's that's kind of what I do for all the teams around the league nowadays, too. And Dude, you're in the right spot. Yeah, you're in the right spot, up, man. That we should have done, done the show in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> right? We could have. We could have. So. Oh, man. Yeah. See, cause it, over here, you'd be kind of SOL, man. Everybody speaks Spanish over here. I, I'm going to move to San Francisco. You know what's the funniest thing is, like, in Miami, where I was there for the Suarez press conference, and everything was in spanish and i'm just like jeez yeah. i'm like this is wild like I, I, yeah. I was like okay i guess i'm home let me go get some messy pizza real quick and, and some, i saw that i saw that you know like, like there's my uruguayan family out here you know like let's go but yeah i was i was shocked that every single thing was in spanish and i was oh, like oh yeah 100 it's you're you're definitely the minority here if you're the white guy you know yeah. down here trying to cover messy yeah. hey hey uh, hey I'm just saying, if you're the white guy who doesn't speak oh, Spanish yeah. and you're down here, and it's 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 a hard sell. But I mean, the white you're guys definitely... here speak Spanish too, dude. Most of them speak Spanish. No, too. of course, even yeah. you know, like like uh, if Mitchell they're from Thompson Miami and everybody, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah. The, funniest, the funniest thing that always remains. I was watching the Apple TV Messi documentary when he comes to America, and uh, shout out to Michelle Kaufman. I got to meet her too. But yeah. she talks to the reporter, and she's like, "You got to know Spanish on this beat." And I, that always stuck mm -hmm. to me. Like, always like stuck <laughs> in my mind because it's so true. Like, yeah. uh, it's gonna be a shock when Messi. Bus I mean, Busquets did pretty good uh, when he was talking to the media on media day. But like, when it's All Star game, Suarez, Messi, uh, Suarez speaks English actually. But like, Messi's probably yeah. gonna have to speak English because all the big MLS reporters are gonna be there, and and not mm -hmm. a lot of them speak Spanish. Nah, he's sucks to be them. them. Yeah, yeah, it sucks to be them. Homeboy <laughs> has. Has never I, I I I dude he doesn't speak English like he just yeah. will not like he won't do any of the stuff like they'll ask him he's just like nah I'm not interested it's messy like, dude the guy does whatever yeah. he wants too I mean come on well, like <laughs> like half of like weird. half of the abuelitos in Miami bro they just refuse <laughs> to speak English yeah bro I'm telling you um it was rumored that his wife spoke English a little while ago like I heard something about mm -hmm. that so if his wife is speaking English at least on camera or something that that definitely means that Messi knows a little bit right you would uh, think. I'm oh I'm sure look yo my dad RIP the guy didn't speak a lick of English all right but yeah. he would do English crossword puzzles every single day the stuff those <laughs> like I couldn't finish a puzzle the guy did one every day his whole life okay so he he understood he definitely mm -hmm. understood but never 
you know, communicated it. It's, you know, and I don't expect Messi to do the same, to do the same. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I know. Thank you guys again for having me on. It's a pleasure. This is like, you know, it's like a, it's something in my career that I need to do. Come on, Lemon City, you know? Yeah, it's bro. Like, bro. a passage. And, and you know, there, there's even another connection because you covered, you covered San Jose Earthquakes. They have Paul Marie. He's an FIU guy. The three of oh, us, yeah. the yeah, three yeah, of yeah. us are FIU grads. So that's yeah, that yeah, connection right there, man. Nice guy too. Yeah. 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 Actually, he's, he's really cool. I've DM'd him and he, and I was like, yo, Hey man, pause up, bro. Keep it doing, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And he's like, he liked it. He liked it. Yeah. Um, he's going to have a big role this year. He's going to be a starter probably. Yeah. 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 Called, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for it. But uh, before we dive into the inner Miami, I got I'm assuming Niners fan as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I have yeah. I have this I have this not hate towards football, but I it's more like a jealousy type towards this football because mm. I see how much fanfare the Niners get out here, and I'm just like, you know, maybe 10 percent of you guys want to go to a Quakes game. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys even know what a cover three is. Like, do you really <laughs> like football? You know, or do you like like Kyle Yushik's you know, white, you know, like, do you, do you really <laughs> like football? You know, tell me what a, a you know, a four, three bear is, you know, like, come on. Like, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know. Like, so it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, played, I played football in high school, so I, I don't know. I, I just find that I just find it so shocking how much people like football when they don't really know football or like the, the, to me, the, the prices for a ticket to go to a Niners game, like the, the conference final was, I think like maybe second story was $500 list. So from, from the Niners themselves, you're paying 500. And it's just like, do you Jeez. even see the lines on the field? Like, is have you seen the inner Miami prices though? Yeah. I but mean, I mean, it's it's so true. Off, you're not seeing Brock Purdy, right? So it's, <laughs> it's a little different. I don't know. So at my work, I always get like people saying, Oh, uh, no one likes soccer you know football is king you know so it's like that's why i always have this like not hatred towards football but it's just like is it that cool you know uh, it's it's good marketing man that's all it is yeah. bro. They, they've well, just figured out the formula what they, i they would know. say is that the, the the way you make football or soccer bigger in america is fantasy soccer and betting you you 100 have to get the american fan when money's involved because a lot of people don't really care about football they care about fantasy football and they care about their bets Interesting. That's true. Yeah. I'm not a good gambler. I'm a pretty yeah. lousy one. So I mean, <laughs> I, I, I know what you're saying. I definitely think that's the path to getting people on there. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not the guy to talk about it. So, <laughs> but hey, um, yeah, oh, hey, Don Cafecito's on. Hey, uh, let's let's talk about the game here. Let's dive into this. Yeah. Let's really, uh, Inter Miami played Al Halal today. It was kind of weird watching those a big time soccer game at one in the afternoon over here. And for you, it was like, what, mm -hmm. 10, uh, 10 in the morning. Yeah, it was at 10. So <laughs> it was something that was good. So a little morning soccer for you, a little, you know, afternoon footy for us. And uh, it's, you know, we'll dive into the game here, but it ended up four, three inner Miami was down three, one at half. They came back a couple of quick strikes. There's a lot to, to, to dissect and peel back here on the game here, but let's start at the beginning here. Let's actually go back to, the first couple of uh, preseason games here, they're rolling into this game this week. Uh, Owen, well, Owen one and one. They had one draw, a zero zero draw to El Salvador, little head scratcher there, and then the the one zero loss to to FC Dallas. Kind of came into this game hoping to see a little more 
you know, the, the gluing of the team, the gelling of the team and seeing who's going to you know step up because we're also, hey, it's three games in on this big giant world tour. And right. now all of a sudden we still haven't had a goal. You know what I mean? So yeah, the bar was really low going into this game. But what did you guys <laughs> take out of the game here for, for just just on going into the game? Go ahead, Fabian. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the game, first things first, what I saw about the game is beautiful camera angles. My God, I was thinking <laughs> really? old time, okay. what a stadium. I mean, yes. I know what you're talking about, that 4K stuff. Yeah. The drones, like the drones <laughs> going in and out of the field when, when they scored in the, in the fans. And I was like, uh, how much does it cost to have a drone? Like, yeah. let's, let's get that in every MLS stadium. <laughs> like, what's going on? Like you get extra messy content, and all you need to do is someone that flies a drone. Come on, let's let's get it done, right? So, and then the the camera angle on the penalty too. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a penalty like that in MLS, where it almost looks like you're right behind the player. So it it was a great great presentation. I mm-hmm. thought, <laughs> I really thought they like dwarfed us in terms of production, and I was just like, yeah, Apple TV, you you need to kind of look at this and. Uh, what's going on you know so i know i know there's cost in these things but man if apple tv had that t- type of production every single game or at least in miami that would be something else um, they definitely have the money for it you know right. I mean, they do like, but the you know apple's trying to make money whereas yeah. i don't think saudi arabia is really trying to make money they're just trying yeah, to, trying to learn know, it as much quickly as possible trying to throw yeah. as much money in, into it as possible. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i mean i, I mean oh, the game overall i thought <laughs> it was a team that really wanted to win to, to send a message versus a team that didn't really care until the second half. So yeah, I, I felt like when Messi came off, they were all asleep and then they scored the last <laughs> goal. Right. So um, calendar didn't have the best game, to be honest, he could have had a better game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another uh, like other players that I didn't, I didn't think have a great game was Julian Gressel. And, and to be honest, I don't think Gressel's had a good game yet. And yeah. I don't think he had a good game in Columbus. So Really Ren had a Columbus. good game, right? I mean, he didn't he didn't really make a big, big like Splash. contribution to that winning team. So okay. it was Arcee kind of going in and taking over his role too. So it was something that was just like, I don't know. I I need to see a little more out of Gressel. Mm-hmm. Deliver a good ball, or else it's like, I mean, one of the biggest free agents of this offseason, and I don't really see it yet. So um, yeah, That's I good. mean Suarez even gets pretty mad at, at Gressel often. So it's it's interesting to see. Okay. I, I- yeah, I can see that. I was definitely a little disappointed in Gress. I haven't seen, you know, what it was that the hype about him, you know, either. But wow. I'm also focused a little more on the Suarez and yeah, and uh, and Messi and what they're doing. But yeah, I, I I feel you. I think it was definitely a team that was not interested in being there to start. Then yeah. all of a sudden they turned it on, and you start seeing these little flashes of it. But I gotta ask you the 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 question everybody wants to know, like this serious serious thing is, what did you think about these uniforms, these new, <laughs> the yeah, new Inter Miami kits? I thought they were better than the leaks because they're an actual per- pink now that is like a nice pink. Okay, the, the leaks were like an orange pink, so it was like, oh, yeah, they were kind of yeah, yeah. So I actually kind of like the pink that they use now. I believe it's the same pink, if I'm not mistaken. Or it's closer to it, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know. Those collared pink jerseys are iconic now. I mean, they're they're actually like they were. I think they were part of Vogue's like top ten items of the year. So it's like, how do you how do you get rid of that? Like, yeah. you, in my mm-hmm. opinion, you're in Miami. You do a last minute switch to switch up La Noche and not the pink jersey. 
or yeah. you keep or you keep a third jersey on or something because there's there's iconic kits and only having half of the year of that pink iconic kit i think it's it's kind of a shame they should at least have it for another year and a half because yeah. you go all around the world there's so many fakes of that jersey and there's so <laughs> many wearing that jersey that it's like it's kind of a, in my opinion kind of a shame that they got rid of them so fast it kind of builds a little mystique to it, you know. Yeah. I again, again, Inter Miami's marketing team and how they're like pushing everything. I hated the jersey, the leaks, and I know Gus agrees with me. We hate that whole center crest thing that they're doing with uh, the logo. Just terrible, terrible. I'm not a fan of it. Just like the USA kits, not a fan of it. But I seeing it on the field, seeing it on the players, I was like, all right, it looks okay. Still to them. terrible. I thought it looked. I thought it looked better than expected. And I just know I can't pull it off. You know, I got the collared one from last season. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they said it. They're like, oh, this is in the little promo video that they released today. Like, oh, this is the most iconic jersey where, you know, with, that this is the one he made his debut in. But this is the one he's going to set all these new records in and everything. It's like, damn, OK, all right. I, I can see why. They but got you. They got you. They, they got they got me. They got me with the with the wordplay there. But <laughs> eh, it it. it Again, I'm not pulling it off. I can't pull it off. I think last season is better, but I got to admit, I got to admit it was a little better than expected there. Chavi, what about you? I like them. Yeah? I'm like, I'm yeah. easy to please, though. So I I, I like I them. Like I, I thought they looked good. <laughs> I like them more if they start winning, you know, in them. They start winning yeah. with them. But I, I like the whole look. I like the change. I'm not, no big deal with the press. Everybody's not, not bothered by that. Hey, I, I think, yes, I think, it's terrible. I think, I think he has one with the Guerrero on the back right now. He just he just no. <laughs> <laughs> I he put, one already. Xavier, they put Xavier on the back. <laughs> ah. All right. Well, okay. So the game, like I said, didn't start off the way Inter Miami wanted. But what did we see in the second half, though? What, what was the big change? Like, what did you take away? Because I mean, there was a penalty, and then you see yeah. this. In, two minutes later, you have this incredible uh, build up and play just on on David Ruiz by himself. Man, this Catracho is phenomenal mm-hmm. doing this stuff there like he's, he's right he put everybody on yeah his rising. stock is rising his his skill is is coming along i know chavi's been a big fan of of him since he came on i know him and noah allen and and who was the dude that we we traded to montreal no the one that we traded oh, to montreal bryce bryce duke was my guy bryce the duke, duke of las olas yes that was your boy Solas. he was uh chavi was big on those three guys but chavi what did you think of david ruiz's performance today I, I thought he he's improving. He's showing improvement. We talked about it last week. Remember that he yeah. he hasn't been making the big mistake, which is what a silly foul or a silly turnover. He's been more consistent. He's been making the right play. He's he's different from Kramaski, like we said when he played he, the the one game that he was on. He 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 made a presence. He would go ask for the ball. He he mm-hmm. he wasn't just oh I got it and give it back to Busquets or give it. No, he was trying to do things and, and look at the wonderful, amazing goal that he scored. I mean, that was this, a big league goal, bro. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the goal is on two guys. Yeah. Takes out the first guy, makes the move, pushes the ball, and takes a rip. The wow. moment wasn't too big for him. The place wasn't big, too big for him. And 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 he did it. And what I like, he's he's showing his technique, he's showing some maturity, and he, he's rising. I, I asked today on Twitter. I said, which of the guys other than Messi and the Fantastics? Because we know those four guys are. Name, are it's, a, it's a name in progress, by the that's way. Something, we're not, I, I'm going to trademark it. He's sold on it, but he's sold on it. We're, we're gonna still iffy. We're not, I'm going to keep know. using it. Messi and the Fantastics, 
We know what they can <laughs> offer. But the other lesser guys, like under the radar guys, ask who, who's going to step up. I think he's one of those guys. And when I said under the radar is, you know, some of the guys that might not be starters, that might be, you know, second to third and because of injuries or whatever, mm-hmm. they're going to have to rise. And, and he's definitely going to be one of them. Well, one of the guys who I feel like is going to have to rise out of the messy and the fantastics or outside of that is going to be. Hey, let him. He likes it, dude. Hey, 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 let him be... Fair enough. I need to see more of Campana. I mean, have you, did you guys watch Suarez oh. go after those long balls? Like, it was something mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, you yeah. know, it, it was like, he's going to break his knee doing that, you know? Like, so I think if you have Messi and Suarez up top, you're, I don't know if you could do those like long through balls and let Suarez go get the ball. Like, then you don't want to have Suarez so far away from the ball. I don't know. It's something that Tata really has to look into because you put Campana and Suarez at the top, you have to have Messi move back, but then Messi has to press. And I don't think Messi's going to press or you tell Campana and Messi to switch on defense, you know, like, Hey, like Campana, you play farther back. You're going to press for Messi. Um, so he doesn't have to, but it's something to really think about because they need a runner. Like inner Miami yeah. needs a runner and they don't really have one in my opinion up top with Suarez and Messi. Cause unfortunately they're, they're they they should not have to press and run to be honest. But I mean, if you look at Uruguay, Uruguay's team, Suarez always had a had a runner with him, Cavani. Cavani presses yeah. like mm-hmm. any any the, maybe the best presser in the world, to be honest. Um, so he always had that running mate. I think he's gonna need that in Miami again um, because he's not gonna be able to go after those balls the no. way he is. Um, and and, and yeah. that's not how you want to use those legs too. I don't think it's even worth his time to even have him running after those balls and then doing a cross in because I don't think that's his best trade either. Yeah. By the they way, more miles on those. On those yeah. right. By the way, Campana has one of the best nicknames, Campapi. That is still Campapi. like yeah, that's very well fitting. You can't beat um, that. You can't beat that. You can't beat that one. That one's that one's a good one. Uh, I agree. I think he's. I'm. I. I would love for him to take that next step. Like you saw flashes of it the season before mm-hmm. last, and then Joseph Martinez came in last season and was like, we were forced to to try to play Joseph, and it kind of like stunted this guy's growth and development a little bit. But this is the season, man. This is the year for Campapi to really make that next step and, he's, and be that guy. He's stepped up in big moments. Like we saw it in League's Cup, him scoring big goals, game-winning goals, things like that. So And uh, U.S. Open Cup as well. Yeah. He steps up He steps up in big moments. So that guy, has, man, they, 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 they got to use him correctly. Yeah, 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 the first sure. hat trick for Inter-Miami, I believe, was him too. That was a couple what? seasons ago. My whole thing, too, is they don't really have an aerial threat without him on the field. So, like, if you have one of the True. best best players in the world that can cross in a good ball from anywhere, why not have your aerial threat in there from the Z, from the, Z, the first minute, right? So, yeah. I don't know. I, I think you need to find a way to get Campana on the field. And I know a lot of people like David Reese, but it's like it's the easiest person to kind of say, okay, like, come on at halftime or, or do something. But – uh, I don't know. I, I think David Reese had a great game today, but I just think having an aerial threat with Campana and then also having a player who can run in behind the defense and and and, and actually run and, and provide you to, uh, a little bit of stretching of the back line, I think is going to give more space to Messi and to Suarez because until they until they have more space, they were getting off sides all the time. So it's like yeah. they they really didn't worry about Suarez beating them because they already knew Suarez wasn't that fast. So they kind of pressed this, you know, really high line and they got offside. They they did the offside trap like maybe four or five times because they understood if Suarez gets past them, they're going to catch him. Yeah. I think I'll, everybody in Miami is like 
just keeps telling themselves like, all right, Suarez led the Brazilian league in goals. He did like we keep telling ourselves <laughs> that he was really great last year because we don't want to see that decline and that you know that fall that mm-hmm. event. And it's gonna happen at some point, you know. I mean, he's he's what thirty seven, I think now. He's yeah, just turned um, you know, yeah, he's he, he's a young thirty seven. That's what I like to say. But it's still, you know, the, the he's gonna end up, you know, running off that cliff one day. Hopefully, it's not this season. But I I I agree. I think. Campana needs to be that guy. I'd rather have Ruiz come off the bench. I think mm-hmm. I'm also the hater on the team. I don't like the young guys as much as other people. I I like I I think experience goes Star a long power. way. What's his nickname? Starfucker. I, I, Star I like the I like the you know I like the big names. I like that kind of experience in this squad, and I think it's very important, especially when you have this you know Messi and the Fantastics like uh, Miss, like this guy likes to call it. Uh, I did props to Ruiz. One cool thing that I saw is when they were coming out of the of a halftime through the tunnel, him and Jordi Alba were talking. And, you know, Jordi yeah. Alba was covering his face and telling him. And you could see he was being very receptive yeah, to, right, right. like, that's kind of cool. Like, here you go. You mm-hmm. get this guy, a legend in Barcelona, talking to you. I mean, just telling you some stuff. And then you come out and right away you score a goal. Like, all right, yeah, that guy did whatever he said. Yeah. And then the shot of him celebrating is him hugging Alba and Messi. Oh, like, the three of them on, hugging. Dude. Come on, Those that's kids insane, are living, bro. yeah, bro. Oh yeah, that, that kid's living his best life. I also right. think my my beef against the young guys is actual like just pure jealousy because jealousy? they're 19 years old and hanging out <laughs> with Messi and these stars, and I'm here like hey, trying to get a glimpse of them as they walk by. So, well, I mean, they're gonna have so many games in Miami. I mean, mm-hmm. you just need to find a way to get the most talent on your field, and I don't think there's gonna be problem finding minutes for guys like the Ruiz. I think Ruiz is gonna have a big role anyway. Um, yeah. If he's not starting, he's gonna be in every game. That's for sure. Yeah. And it, they said uh, on the broadcast, I think they mentioned it was something like Inter Miami could potentially play if every series yeah. goes like the distance or something, like up to sixty games this season. Wow, crazy! Mm-hmm. That's wild, That's man. Crazy. That's a lot. So there's I, so there'll be plenty of opportunities for both Ruiz and Campapi for them to yeah. be important pieces in similar roles. Well, how yeah. how unlucky? How unlucky is Campapi that last year was he could have been his breakout year? First he gets hurt. But then they bring mm-hmm. Joseph, right? An older uh, star player. He takes yeah. his minutes. Yeah. Now Joseph's gone. And what happens? They bring another older star player to take his minutes. And he's there again. But, but this mm-hmm. is his season. Regardless, uh, as a super sub, as whatever, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. He has to perform the season. He yeah. has to perform the yeah. season. And I and I don't think he's the type of player to 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 you know really get mad about that because he gave away his nine to Suarez right and he wore number eight so I, I do think uh, Campana is a player that can take the back seat and not get too offended by it. But I also don't want him to be like yeah. that easy going either. You got to have that competitive. You better get be like here's here's yeah. the jersey. Here's the jersey. Yeah, <laughs> the jersey. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about one of the best nines of the last generation. I so. get it. I get it. But still, like you just just. Keep the chip on your shoulder. Don't be like you know cruising and caking it just because uh, you're you're on the team with all no, the stars. No, he needs you know? to step up. He needs yeah, to step I, up. We got to see that. But we're talking about this extended season and minutes for everybody. But you need depth. You got to have people to play those minutes. And right now, I think the consensus is we don't have enough. You know, I don't think we have we have a big hole in our defense. You know, we don't have that. And uh, Fer- Ferrer, what's the uh, the new cat's name from? Yeah, Ferrer, right? Ferrer. Yeah, he's uh he he was he's traveling with the team, but he didn't he's not ready to play yet. Um today uh Pops takes the knock on the head and he's got to get out of the game for a little <laughs> bit and and your boy Ch- Chavi McVeigh comes in and 
he starts getting some minutes again. But McVay's a guy who who they he started a bunch of games for us in the past, but then lost his position, lost his confidence, hasn't had the same, hasn't been able to win it back, you know? Oh. And that's what we're counting on for depth right now. We really don't have it. They had Noah Allen playing as a center back today, which I was like, okay, you you're know, that's another 19-year-old kid there, you know what I mean? You're, you're missing two two guys that are coming back from, from serious injuries in, in um, Frey and, Fra and um, what's his name? The... the Negri. Ian Frey. Oh. Yeah, Ian Frey and Negri. I mean, those, those are two, yeah. a center back and a left back. That that those those two players, if they were playing now, if they were, you know, in, in midseason form or whatever, I think they make a big difference. I think the yeah. difference is different. I think the difference is, is not. When can we expect to see those guys? They're still a few months away, man. Yeah. They're still, yeah. they're still months away. And that's the scary part because the season starts soon and we can fall in a, in a, in a hole early and, you know, yeah. confuse. People like they to... like they tend to do every season. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. unlike last season, you know, uh, got us at two and zero, oh, and then you know we were we were gonna win the whole league after that, and then we ended up losing like five in a row. But yeah, look, um, yeah, you beat you beat Philly in the beginning of the season. <laughs> that was a huge totally... win, bro. <laughs> but honestly, I think the, the biggest takeaway of that game wasn't if if you're an Inter Miami fan or an Inter Miami player. I think if you're an MLS owner watching that game. You're pretty mad at yourself. I think, honestly, I think mm -hmm. you're pretty mad at yourself for not allowing the fourth EP or changing the rules this year because um, yeah. they all voted on keeping it the same. So, um, yes, MLS is going to look bad. We're going to look like the lesser league compared to Saudi because deservedly so. We got beat. Um, we got beat by a team that has, I don't want to say it, but like probably like nine or ten DPs, right? So mm -hmm. it's yeah. something where it's like yeah. you want to compete on the international stage. You want to put your best players up against, uh, you know, uh, big clubs in other countries and, and you want to make it worse something well you know loosen it up a bit you know make it so that the teams can make that decision if they want to uh go ahead and get that fourth dp or even let them have three dps and then just have the u22 initiatives as a separate thing or a young T uh, young dp as a separate thing because right now there's a lot of clubs around the league that are just doing two dps so they can do the inner miami way of you know uh uh, young DPs and U2, U22 initiative players. So I don't know. I, I just think if you're an MLS owner, you're kind of kicking yourself right now. You're like, dude, like even our best team that has a $70 million payroll is nothing yeah. compared to this Saudi Arabian team that doesn't even have their best player out there. Um, that has a payroll of 270 million. So it's like, I mean, yeah. look at a team like the San Jose Earthquakes with the payroll probably around 10 million, 15 million. They're getting dwarfed by 25 times, you know? So it's, I mean, guys, yeah, we all want to say MLS is a, 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 an advancing league, but I mean, if the if the owners aren't going to change their ways and try to open up these, you know, rules, I think I truly think we're going to stay behind, and we're going to stay behind other leagues that are coming up too. So, um, a missed opportunity at the beginning of the season to add a fourth mm -hmm. TP or change the rules, and I I hope it, it, this one stung a little bit for a lot of uh, owners around the league. I, I think the problem. Mm -hmm. Their problem is the same, the same as we were talking about in the production value. You know, Saudi Arabia, they don't care about throwing money at everything and taking a loss. Whereas MLS owners, they do care about taking a loss financially. You know what I mean? That they're not in this business to 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 show off. They're in they're they're here to make money. Yeah, they you know they they treat it like like they're toys sometimes. You know, uh, franchise owners, but they still want to make money on this at the end of the day. Uh, this is this is my tinfoil hat, but like, oh I wait. Yeah, uh, I think personally, a lot of owners that own other enterprises in the United States, so like Kroenke, mm -hmm. uh, Fisher, who owns the A's, the Oakland A's or the Las Vegas A's now, um, 
excuse me, uh, Robert Kraft. I think a lot of those guys will always view their MLS team as something lesser than NFL. And I don't think that's going to be able to grow um, the league where it wants to be. You got a guy like Jorge Mas and David Beckham, where it's like, you know, this is our team. This is our only team. Yeah. All the money we can into it because this is our only enterprise. Other guys who, you know, have other teams and uh, other things, they see it as an investment and, and they don't want their investment to be too potentially, uh, sporadic they want something that just gradually grows and mm-hmm. at this point in time after i know this might be a little bit of an over exaggeration we're we're kind of we're t- we're kind of getting left behind by uh, leagues around the league or excuse me uh leagues around leagues the world. around the world yeah 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 can't disagree with that man yeah i That's mean true i mean saudi arabia literally literally showed us the most beautiful stadium mm-hmm. most beautiful angles they had a team that has a lot of talent that's not from their home country but they're paying them well and they're in their prime they're not i mean yes they have older players but they also have players that aren't so far out of their prime or, or maybe still in them right so i don't know i mean you see those names and you're like man if they could have got them i hope i wish mls could have got a couple of those guys and and again we're gonna see the the real big team next game right mm-hmm. we're gonna see all on this year with i mean sadio mani is not playing or maybe who knows right because yeah. they just got eliminated right so we'll see what happens there but I don't know. I just think this is going to be a not not a good look for MLS if Ronaldo scores six on the second Ooh. straight Miami guys, right? So we'll see. On McVay. No, Allen is great for MLS, but you're going to have him going toe to toe with one of the best players the world's ever seen. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, man, no. I, you gotta have Yedlin, head. have Yedlin shadow Ronaldo because yeah. I'm pretty sure USA beat Portugal in a World Cup or at least tied them or something <laughs> once, right? That happens. Maybe. So, all these inner Miami problems or all the people that are talking about the inner Miami defense, how bad it is. Yeah. According, I mean, it's bad to other teams around the world. And this is kind of a good measuring stick for them to be in CONCACAF champions or for them to be in um, like the Club World Cup. If they mm-hmm. want to compete in those, they're going to have to spend. And it's, yeah. it sucks because they're going to have to wait on the league to change the rules so they can get a better roster. So I don't know. I think I really thought that the league not changing the rules this, this year is really a missed, missed opportunity. I, yeah, 100% on that because – but I feel like we can – you can have that same similar problem of missed opportunities with a lot of stuff with MLS. It, it feels like there's always – like because mm-hmm. you're, you're preaching to the choir here of pro yeah. row. We've been advocates because we. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say that. Hold on. I'm saying. I'm not saying you said it, but Gus and I, you know, we got our start here in the lower divisions, covering lower Mm -hmm. division soccer. We haven't, you know, we have uh, a, we have a, what's the word I'm looking for here, Gus? Uh, An an affection. An affection and affinity for lower -hmm. division soccer here in the States. And we see the problems that we have with that there. You know what I mean? And the fact that. we, we, We literally saw Miami FC. From the yep. NASL, get to the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup, I think. It was quarterfinals they... going into the semifinals. Yeah, yeah? But they made their okay. run and they, but they yeah. beat Orlando City. They beat Atlanta United Atlanta. in their run up there. Um, so we've seen that you, you had missed opportunities there. Now with this whole fourth DP thing as well, it just feels like there's. It doesn't feel like the best interests are there. It's just you know, like Gus said, it's all financial mm-hmm. interest. You know, how can they make more money without losing any? So. Look, I think ProRail is hard. I really do. I think it's hard to sell a new expansion club to an owner if they can lose an investment of $250 million. So 
yes, everybody loves pro rel. If you are a fan of soccer, you love pro rel. Okay. Let's yeah. be completely honest here. Mm -hmm. But is that, is that feasible in the United States? Is it possible in the United States? That's oh, a bro, I got you, bro. I got you. I got you. Oh. All right. So <laughs> it, I, it, I, like, it's, we can. We've had this discussion, and I'm glad that, that you bring it up this way. But no, you absolutely can, dude. You, there's, there's been plenty of models that have been shown that where you have a ramp up to pro rel, where it's not just like, hey, next season, if you're in the bottom three, you're out. In the top three, you're in. No, you can make it where there's a ramp up. There's a couple of years, two to three years where you give not only the teams in the MLS the time to figure it out and maybe get in that fourth DP and have it be a little bit more competitive on the, on, on the top, on the top flight side. But you also give those teams on the lower side. Um, you make it that they have to hit certain standards to make it into top like, flight. Yeah, you know what I'm like saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So like they, there's has to be a stadium capacity issue. So you can't have as, as great as the story would be for like some, you know, tiny team playing in a, in a field somewhere in Birmingham, Alabama or something, making it all the way. No, like you have to have some some financial structure to it. And there's actually not that many teams in lower division that could be potentially a full MLS team. There's not many yeah. of them. So you can have it where those teams that do meet that minimum qualification could be the ones competing with it. And then you just create an incentive for everybody and everybody would win because you're given that opportunity. It's also the familiarity that the fans, because there's a lot of international fans, not just from South America, but from, from Europe mm -hmm. and everywhere else, that are used to pro role that look at MLS and are like, oh, what is this? Playoffs? What is this? I don't get this. Uh, yeah. Your first place? Who's in last place? You mean there's no penalty for being the worst team in the league? Like, you yeah. have to have something, and I think it can be made. There, Like I said, there's other examples that have been shown, but I really do believe if the, you could have it where there's just a minimum uh, standard that has to be met by the lower division teams to get into it, and if they don't, then they don't move up, and a team doesn't move down, but it, it could happen, and it would be but, very, very cool because there are some really, really cool teams with some great fan mm -hmm. bases in lower division soccer. So two things have to happen. I agree with you. 100%, I agree with you. If they do it, that's the way. 100% I do. But how do you sell that to the San Jose Earthquakes owner, right? How do you sell him oh, to okay. say yes? If you can't even sell a fourth DP to the ownership group, how are you supposed to sell pro-rel? I mean, these guys are not even saying okay to a fourth DP because they're worried that mm -hmm. other teams are going to spend more money than them. So how do you get, you know, how do you get these owners to agree? And then two, I think MLS has to buy USL for that to happen. I actually think that MLS needs to buy USL um, or the whole soccer pyramid and yeah. then make it all MLS next pro one, two, and three. And then you kind of have a way of, you know, everything's under one umbrella and then yeah. you can think about it, but it's, it's something where it's like, ah, you know, lending a USL team in. Oh, I don't think so. You know, oh, it would be great because it, no, it, it would. You, 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 you have to like eventually one day. It'd be great to say but that it happens. All the, with all the bad they gotta figure out the financials. They gotta figure yeah, out the, the financials first. That USL has and with MLS mm -hmm. and the US Open Cup. I don't see it happening. No, I, I don't yeah. see it happening now because of and honestly, the big reason why I don't see it happening now is these expansion fees for teams are ridiculous. Yeah. You know. Like yeah. it's like what half a billion dollars or something now if you want to have mm -hmm. a team. And the fact that we have like 47 teams already in MLS and it's just gonna continue to grow, like it's just too big. It, it really is mm -hmm. just it's at a point now where to me, a few years ago, maybe we could have seen it happen and we were really, you know, uh proponents of it happening, but now it's just the league has just gotten too big with too many teams. 
and you're seeing it like the, the competition is watered down. You get some of these matchups that are unwatchable. You get the stigmas that all these other leagues give us like, ah, oh, nobody cares about that league. It's, it's not even on you know par what? with like League MX. So the, maybe, maybe what they should do is instead of, instead of uh, selling a franchise, because they still want to expand that thing up to 32, maybe they need to make it all right, USL. The, whoever, the, if you, whoever wins the league will get promoted. And obviously, you have to pay the expansion fees and all that stuff, but maybe start out with just uh, promotion. And then after that, you can do rele- relegation. So that would be tough because let's say the Oakland Roots win. You think mm-hmm. the Blakes want the Oakland Roots to be in? Like, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, Mm-mm, that's our market, right? So, well, Miami of C in Miami. You know? Right. So it's yeah. like, Mm-mm, you know, and especially for territorial rights too, for homegrowns, that's a big deal too. Because um, then how do you split up? Oakland yeah. from San Jose out here in the Bay, right? That's like the same area, right? So it's something where territorial rights come into play too. And, um, you know, I actually kind of like the expansion fee because then you get the real contenders. You get the real teams that want to spend a lot of money. Um, you don't get the Oakland, uh, the, oh, excuse me, not the Oakland A's, the San Jose Earthquakes again. You know, you don't get, <laughs> you don't get, I mean, the Colorado Rapids right now, they're spending a lot of money, but you don't get those clubs that kind of just linger around making money off of Inter Miami coming to town, you know? So yeah. it's, it's something where it's like, Shoot, I will. It's hard. I will say I will say these expansion teams that have been popping up have been looking more like you know, like like they're really invested. You know, you have your Austins, your Charlottes, uh, Inter Miami. Although St. Louis last season, St. Louis, yeah, yeah. a great example. Um, they are like you said, they are coming in with like something to prove and 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 some skin mm-hmm. in the game. But I would I just even feel say- like. I it just think there's too back. many San Jose earthquakes and there's too many of these other teams, you know what I mean? That are not doing anything. They're just getting a free ride and it's just watering it down for everybody, man. I would even say Orlando city from, from when they started too, NYCFC from yeah. when they started, they've shown a lot. Those two teams have shown a lot more ambitious than the original teams, in my opinion, in the mm-hmm. last five to 10 years. Yeah. Maybe we got to contract some of these teams. Maybe that's what it is, bro. What is it? We got to give them the Miami fusion and Tampa Bay mutiny treatment, you know, just, eliminate <laughs> and make them see what it feels like. I have to wait 20 years to get another team again. Like we had to, you know what I'm saying? But Hey, but no, you know what? I actually, I like the pro rel talk. I wasn't expecting that tonight. That's always a, a nice plus for me here. But again, we have our sensibilities towards it because of, you know, our experience in it. Uh, but real talk, I don't see it happening anytime soon. There was a moment there a few years ago where it felt like, man, you know, maybe mm-hmm. push, but now it's just, it's, honestly, it's the addition of Messi has just blown it out of the water. Now it's just I can see MLS next pro having a pro rail faster than MLS um, yeah. because they're they're really really trying to pump up those MLS next pro teams in areas of where there's no MLS team. So uh, I think there's already two new teams coming and and possibly two more. Right, so that's like going to be four teams in the next three years. So it's something where I could see that you know, really expanding really fast and having a pro rel to like, you know, have the people be like, all right, well, we do have pro rel, you know? So like, mm-hmm. if you want pro rel, watch our developmental league, you know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. I mean, again, I, I don't see it happening, but it's, it's nice to dream and it's nice to think about, you know, but we, we got to stop these quakes, bro. It's I'm blaming you, Fabian. You're definitely <laughs> at fault for a lot of this here. Cause you're, you know, you're, you guys are not, you guys are condoning this over there and not standing up and saying, Hey, we need to be better. You know, we can't be this, you know, selling Kate Cole, Cole Cowell and, you know, sending them out to Chivas. What do you guys have over there now? 
Uh, Christian Espinosa is one of the best yeah. wingers in the league, I would say. Yeah. Um, okay. But he's going to need help. Jeremy Bobasi had a good couple of years here, too. He's a good MLS striker. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, what do, what do we have over here is the real is the real, real kind of snapshot look of what, what's going on here, right? Like, what's yeah. going on here? Um, the biggest thing is the Las Vegas A's are a thing now, and that's the same ownership. Um, MLS wants a team in Las Vegas. It's no secret to that, or, or some people want that you know so Ooh. what happens what happens do we have another save the crew situation where the quakes owner wants to move another team to las vegas or do we sell the earthquakes to another team uh, another owner in the area like joe lakeb i know the owner of the warriors was interested in possibly buying the team some sometime in the last five years so um we'll see what happens <laughs> with that organization but it'll be a fun year they have a nice little retro jersey coming um to throw homage to the like 1974 quakes so that yeah. should be I saw I saw the leaks. I think Orlando has a, a retro jersey too yeah. from their USL days that are coming out, which I'm very happy to see some 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 throwback to NASL and these older leagues, you know. But man, so wait, are you telling me that the, it, earthquakes could possibly have been rumored to move again, like losing um, a team for a second time? Like you. I don't think there's anything concrete because they're building a fairgrounds out here. But okay. at the end of the day, Fisher is a businessman and he's oh. no different from pre-court. I mean, he's probably going to be in Las Vegas seeing the A's numbers shoot through the roof. And I think there's going to be a conversation to be had, especially with Vegas becoming an entertainment capital of the United States. So Dang. why not have both of your investments in somewhere where you could easily sell out every game because all the hotels are just going to buy club seats for, for anybody that wants them. Right. So yeah a lot of those seats are going to go unpurchased, but they're still sold. Right. So, or excuse me, they're not going to be unfilled, but they're still sold. Right. So yeah. it's going to happen with the A's watch. The A's are going to have a, a sellout or maybe not a sellout, but maybe 20,000 a game compared to their 2000 they were having in Oakland where it's like, Oof. yeah, it's, it's a no brainer. That's why. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a very unfortunate for the Oakland A's, but I can definitely see why they moved them to Vegas. You're just going to have yeah. people buying box seats and tickets for, for customers that might not even show up. Right. So we'll yeah, see. But but losing the losing a team twice, oh, that would be tough for I you guys. I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I don't. I, I hope not. I hope not. But that's. I don't think ooh. they would lose them. Um, but I mean, but they it, built the stadium in mind with with uh, offices nearby to to kind of so they can charge a high price for their office buildings. So you can say like, so Fisher owns all the land around the, the earthquakes, right? He built the stadium, and then basically they made um, a whole bunch of office buildings around it and they rented it out to like Roku and Yahoo, but they can charge a premium for that office kind of building because they're right next to a stadium, right? It's an amenity. So he's like finding ways to kind of, you know, make money on everything almost and, and make it all together. So it's, it's almost like an investment um, more yeah. than, than a, you know, a fan run club or, or a passion project. So um, if he could do it to the Oakland A's, which literally is one of the biggest brand names of baseball. I mean, I've seen, I lived in Japan for a while. I saw Oakland A's hats out there, right? If he could do it to one of the best brands in baseball, what makes you think he can't do it to the Quakes, right? So. No, you're absolutely right. But damn, what a casual little drop there. I lived in Japan for a while. Damn. Okay. That's cool. Fun yeah, fact there. We didn't know that about a favorite. That's how I started. Yeah. I started uh, kind of being a journalist from Japan. I would wake up at 3 a.m. to talk to Matias Almeida. So. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. No idea that that was. Well, well you got to tell us more about that later. But uh, funny enough, you know, we used to know a guy um, that played for 
the Quakes. Uh, mm-hmm. The goalie, Daniel Vega, a couple yeah, of yeah, seasons yeah. ago. Yeah, he was from Miami FC. That's where he came oh, from. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, man. He was always a great dude to us, man. Very, very cool dude. Loves to play the drums. That's what I remember about old Daniel Vega, man. El Indio from, from Argentina. He was a good dude. Um, yeah. He's now uh, on the training staff for AEK, and and they they're winning all the trophies out there. So yeah, 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 yeah. I still keep up with them on social media, man. He's uh he's having a good time out there in Greece, man. So yeah. Um. All right, let's let's start wrapping it up here a little bit. Let's let's go back to Inter Miami here. I know we had a nice uh discussion here about Pro Rel and everything else, but we got the game. Like we said, we're going up against Ronaldo. Do we feel confident that this last dance is going to happen? I mean, I know there's some there's some worries about this guy's uh, what is it his knee or something that he hurt, uh, Ronaldo and I, mean, I think Ronaldo even touches the field if he's injured. I, I really do. I think yeah, I, I think he, he's going to play. I think he's going to play. They're going to shoot him up with whatever out there in Saudi Arabia. That's <laughs> he's going to play. All right, so maybe he shoot him up with an extra five million. You know, like so nice. nice. He, put, he put up an Instagram picture. I don't know if it was yesterday or today. He's like in a sauna and he's, you know, like he always likes to be showing off his six pack. And it's, yeah, if I look like uh, that, <laughs> and he's, and he's there smiling. So I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be there, man. Wait, who's this here? Was that mine? No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo, I like it. I like it. And all right. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get that. It'd be nice to see a proper. And can we finally say that if it does happen, this will be the last time it happens, right? Like, not if Messi well, loses, so. or not if. They got a tie because if Ronaldo loses, he's gonna want another one. If Messi you loses, think so? You think? We'll no, 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 no. This oh. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll have another one. Yeah, unless... There's a possibility, but I don't think so. I think they're both gonna be with their same teams and they're gonna do it again next year, right? Like, yeah, it's like, it's, oh, it's yeah, about well, the money, depending how it... Ronaldo comes to Miami next season for the yeah. season. You think something like that? Do a, a home and away. Ooh, I just think there's something. too much money in Saudi Arabia to not do that. Do it there, and yeah. what they showed us today with all the camera angles and everything, let's yeah. do it there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is cool. And I don't mind the one o'clock afternoon, you know, it's actually not bad and not getting rained out at Drive Pink Stadium like we've been plenty of times, you know. With, um, with the Hong Kong game, it's going to be like at 1 a.m. or 12 a.m. for me at night. So I'm like, let's go to the bar and watch it, you know. But, <laughs> and then it, that's a whole other struggle, right, where I got to tell the bar owner, no. You have Apple TV? All right, no? Okay, let me airplay this real quick for, for the whole bar. Let me just airplay it, all right? That's yeah. Right. Oh, man. Uh, Chavi. Let me ask you here before uh, before we wrap up here. Um, we've talked about the deficiencies that we have with Inter Miami and our worries here. You know, um, we know what's coming up, what's upcoming here, but we we keep circling back to this defense, this back line here. Is there anybody that you think maybe Inter Miami should go after or have their eye on, or do you think this is it? This is what we have on defense, and this is what we're going to roll into the season with. I think they have to look at the finances. I think that's that's the main reason. The books, you know, how how they're going to make it work. They have to get rid of players to bring in players. We we were talking about um, Stefanelli. He's still here, mm-hmm. only because of, of Faria's injury. But it, it's not that simple. And who, if I have someone in particular, no, like like last show, I would love for them to look for a young, between maybe twenty two to twenty eight, experienced player. South America, Europe. I, I, if you're looking at the rest of the league, uh, a lot of the MLS teams have brought in young uh, center backs and brought in some experienced center backs from Europe. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. Inter Miami could do the same, but um, they they went out and got Ferrer, 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 Ferrer. Ferrer. Let's call him Ferry, Ferry, Ferry. Yeah, bro. Well, put put a ferry up or something. Um, let's let's see what he brings. You know, he he was in mm-hmm. Pumas. 
Olympiacos. He was injured over there. He, you know, you look at his highlights. He's strong in the air, big, strong guy, lefty. But I think they need another. They need uh, that star power at center back. They need someone like like you like Starfucker. Oh, someone, someone <laughs> that. I got I got someone in mind for you. A uh, great, great left-footed center back. He played in the league. He's an international. His name is Kamal Miller. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He was terrible. You already had it. How are you going to bring in a player that's not to the like capacity of Kamal Miller? Like that. That was. Well, that we, that, we got to see. We got to see. I expected. I actually expected more from Miller from last season. I, I think he was a little bit inconsistent. I think he had games yeah. where he was the best player on the field, and he yep. had games where he looked like he didn't belong on the field. It's like, yeah. what's yeah. going on, Kamal? So, and that's. That's a problem. You can't have that much up and down in, yeah. in a position of, of that. I'd rather you just be mediocre and good than just these va- these peaks and valleys that he was giving us last season. They don't, have, they don't yeah. have that big dog in the back, and, and that's what we're we, waiting for. We I, joked about it. Drink? We joked yeah. about it last week, man. These Barcelona guys got to start calling some of their old boys up. You know, Anybody who's just sitting out there, <laughs> there's Sergio Ramos, Carlos Puyo, whoever, anybody that can still put on some 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 cleats and come out there. But let me ask Here, you, Charlie. Right? Suarez needs to just call Goldin. I mean, Goldin's retired maybe six six months, right? So like, yeah, give the way. You might be you might be onto something. I like it, you, bro. I, like, think... well, I, I gotta make a call maybe because Goldin's actually my cousin through marriage. So I gotta be like, hey, what's up? No, man? no. Ah. You, could, you know you could be his agent, right? Just because I... you have family affiliation, you don't have to have the <laughs> license. No, I'm not. Oh, really? Guilty. I didn't yeah, know that. You can that, do it, bro. bro. All right, all right. It, it all started have, here. <laughs> let me get David Beckham's number real quick or Henderson's number. Somebody, somebody. <laughs> we got to nice, get handled. We can make it work. We can get handled. Okay. My whole thing is like you have a guy like Robert Taylor who you're not really going to use. Like, let's be honest. You brought in Gressel. You're not going to mm. use Robert Taylor. Very similar build. Trade him away to a team that could use Robert Taylor. Like, oh, he's a fan like, favorite, man. He's a fan. Favorite. I understand the, that, but you need to, you need to play he's first. played every position. The only position he hasn't played for Inter Miami is goalie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they chose Gressel over him, so I was just like, "All right, well, you're gonna... more of a wing back as far oh, as that, you oh, know, as an actual thing? winger." I, I don't think so. A good thing, as what I've saw lately, Taylor to me, Taylor with Messi looked like Di Maria. Gressel's not looking like anything. To yeah. Be honest. Well, he's just two games, like three games in. Yeah. yeah, just looking like a Maria, not a Di Maria. But let me ask you, Chavi. <laughs> Uh, you're my what about our Colombian roots here, Chavi? What about like these? Like, where's Jenny Mean? I'm playing right now, bro. Where's Davison yeah, Sanchez? You're, because you're mentioning, you're mentioning uh, some of the guys, there, there are some young, and, and that's a good place to go. There are some young uh center backs in Colombia that are inexpensive. Uh, that's yeah. a good place to look. That is a good place to look. Why haven't they? I, I'm not sure, but Mina, Mina is uh, where is he at now? Um, Fiore, in uh, Fiorentina, he's oh, in Fiorentina, and then he's in his late 20s. And Technically, so he's a former Sanchez. Barcelona player, also. Yeah, that's yeah, right. very, he's a very brief, guy. <laughs> very brief stay there. But you know, uh, Mosquera, that was, I, I believe, was in Cincinnati. He went to Sevilla. He played an amazing game against Atlético Madrid. Uh, yeah, man. Just, just this week, that you know, and they, they won the game. There, there are some nice young, but not just in Colombia. Uh, you can go to Peru. You can go in, in Uruguay. It might be a little more expensive. In Argentina, it might be a little more expensive. Brazil, definitely more expensive. But but there are Chile, Paraguay has excellent yeah. defenders. I mean, if they want to, you know, if you look for it, you, you can find one. Do I have a particular name? No, but I have a Godin uh, friend here who can we can get him to sign for six months 
There we go. Oh, we got to follow up on that. This is, this is an exclusive there, right here. I'm going to tweet this out right now. I'm going to put <laughs> Rentero is bringing, is bringing Goldeen to enter Miami. There you go. Nice. Hey, he's only yeah. like six months removed from retiring, well, right? He's oh, not, he's, he's, oh, he'll step in right now. No, he'll step in right now. Oh, he'd step he's in right now and be, he'd be CB1 right off the he'll, bat, you know? Like, like, <laughs> for sure. He'll be a Cellini. He'll be Cellini. Yeah. He'll come yeah. in, give me a good year, talk to my center backs, teach right. him, show them the ways. Of you the, know what? The, 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 Chiel- the Chiellini uh, reference is actually really good because it's not just to come in and pl- and and be the guy that we count on. It's just mm-hmm. I think they just need a little experience back there and yeah. someone to to talk to. I know Jordy's yeah. doing that on the wings, you know what I mean. But if you got a but guy, he's up and down. There, he's up and down. Yeah, you know, and and you saw what Chiellini's effect had on LAFC. They damn got him a chip, went to another mm-hmm. final, and now he's the uh, one of the, he's working for the team now as player development. I don't know what some type of a uh, an office position, so hey, man, Godin, that could be a no, nice hey, guy. There, hey, it's hey, nice hey, to hey, wishful hey, thinking. Hey, wishful hey, thinking. Look, look into that. Yeah, yeah bro. Let me just send a message real quick. Yeah, I don't have any connections, but <laughs> <laughs> until it happens, every time Miami loses on a defensive mistake, yeah, just get yeah. the yes from him and, and we'll work on the rest. Don't worry. Yeah, Tommy knows the guys over there. I, just, I, just I don't know about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chavi's friends with Iguain, so you know, talk to him, bro. He calls me Chavi. That's where we get the Chavi from. He's like Chavi, mm-hmm. Chavi. So, but all right. Well, I think we're at a good point here. We're 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 getting close to the hour here. I don't want to go too much longer here. So let's let's just wrap it up here. I want to thank Fabian for for hanging out with us tonight, man. It's been fun to to really dive in. I really really enjoyed the pro rail stuff just to get a different perspective on it because it's usually Gus and I talking about it and we always agree and it's like all right, man, we need to talk to somebody else. So on that on that front, it's 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 nice and very much appreciated, Chavi. Thanks again for hanging out with us tonight. It's been a really good time uh, a really good time here, Fabian. The any the 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 door is always open. Anytime you want to come back on here, hang out with us, talk. If you if you want to dive into your your other favorite sport, the San Francisco 49ers, oh, uh, <laughs> we do a football podcast on Wednesdays. So well, look, uh, but, I, mean, I can tell you the snap shares of what uh, Brandon Ayuk gets, or, or you know. So like I do know, I do know. So it, yes, I know a little too much. That's why I kind of like don't like the fanfare, you know. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, all, I'm we get that to like serious X7 in the morning all day. Hey, you know, like, oh, what, what was the snap count on this guy? What, he had 56 <laughs> out of 75 snaps? What's up? You know, like, you know, I'm a little too crazy about fantasy football because there's a lot of bragging rights. But yeah, when it comes to watching a game that doesn't have fantasy football, like, uh, is it really? Uh... Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. So, but again, thanks a lot for hanging out, man. Remember, you can follow Fabian at Fabian Wrinkle uh, on pr- pretty much all your social. I think you're, yeah. I am Fabian, right? Yeah, on, on, Instagram. on Instagram, yep. So make sure to give him a follow. Thanks Shout again for hanging out. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and hang out. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, stick around here. We're going to wrap up here, but I, I got to ask you some questions here. But for everybody watching, thank you so much. Have a great night, and we'll be back next week. Adios, Peace. muchachos.